Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbird styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Superlight Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's ALLBIRDS.com code SUPER24. So we give you high praise and we say, Amen. 
want you to lift your hands for just a moment. Let's worship God. I want to hear that guitar for just a moment. I just want you to minister. The Bible calls it a, a Zamar praise. That praise upon the string instruments is that Zamar praise. Welcome. This service is provided by FreeConferenceCall.com. Please offer a Zamar praise. When he was troubled with the spirit, there are some of you who are troubled in your spirit. But as we worship God in this fashion, God is going to set you free in your spirit. Amen. 
Hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. How awesome is our God. My God, in the name of Jesus, he is just amazing. He's glorious, our mighty king, in the name of Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Yes, God, you are awesome. You are amazing. You are glorious. Almighty King, O Holy One of Israel, there is no one like you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, O great God. And Father, as we come into this broadcast, lifting up our holy hands, O Lord God, as we come, O God, to worship you, to adore you, Lord God, to exalt your holy name, because yes, you are awesome, you are amazing. Amazing, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Almighty King, uh, my God, as we're lifting your name on high, Father God, we just want to commit this broadcast into your holy hand, O oh Lord, as we humble ourselves unto you, God, so that you, O oh God, can do a thing in this place, that you can have your way, have full control, O oh Lord God, of your dear servants in the name of Jesus. Oh God, we thank you, O oh Lord God, that even as we touch and agree around the nations, in the name of your phenomenal son, Jesus Christ, who is our Savior, Lord God, that anything that we ask for, that it shall be done. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that, oh, Lord God, that, hallelujah, that your servants, oh, God, will, oh, God, in the name of Jesus, receive. 
receive from you on today that which is in is needed, O oh Lord, right now in the name of Jesus for the edification of our souls. We thank you, God, for meeting us, O oh great and mighty King, in our homes, in our places of worship, in our businesses, O oh God, wherever we may be around the world in the name of Jesus. We thank you for touching our hearts and touching our minds in the very essence and core of our souls, O oh Lord God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for a touch on tonight, O oh, Holy King. My God, Adelosia, in the name of Jesus, glory be unto you, our God. And we bless you, Lord, and we magnify you, and we glorify you, Lord God, and we just lift your name on high in this place. Glory be unto your holy name. Have your way. Mighty people of the Most High God. We want to also welcome each and every last one of you to the Kingdom International Intercession and Word of Empowerment broadcast. My name is Pastor Deron Shade Zorn with Divine Order Restoration Ministries International, where we are restoring the order of God, one life, one body, one nation at a time. And it is such an honor and a privilege to be your host, hallelujah, in this broadcast as we are going through this 42-day experience, encounter with our Holy King. We're thanking God for, for taking us from one dispensation of glory to the next in the name of Jesus. And we're just believing, amen, as we come together in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, that you leave this place Glory to God, equipped with what you need, my Lord, my Lord, equipped in what you need so that you may walk bolder in your purpose, so that you may be encouraged in the things that God has called you to do, so that your borders may be expanded in the name of Jesus. And we bless God in this place for the favor that is upon your life, the blessings that is upon your life, amen, in the name of Jesus. We thank God for your purpose, your calling, that uh, that in which, amen, will build his holy kingdom. And we bless God. We bless God. We thank God for your faithfulness. And we thank God for rewarding you for your diligence in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, mighty people of God, let us go into a song of worship. Anticipating a move of God, 
believe that tonight. If you believe that tonight. I want you to lift up a sound and I'm going to tell you why. Lift up your voice and shout unto the Lord tonight. Come on, lift up your voice and shout unto the Lord tonight. We are shouting tonight because we declare that the way things have been are not the way they're always going to be. Things in the spirit are much different than the things in the natural. We don't allow the things that we see to shape our belief. So we walk by faith and not by sight. There may be Goliaths in the field challenging the armies of God, but in every generation, God has a David that knows how to come off the head of Goliath. I believe David's in this room. I believe David's are watching. God has need of you tonight. I said God has need of you tonight. This is the generation that will announce to the world that change is coming. It's not going to be the way that it's always been. But we declare in the name of Jesus and we prophesy to the nations of the earth that change is coming. Change is coming. So we say, change is coming. Change is coming. Come on, help me prophesy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, great and mighty King. Oh, holy God. We come into your holy presence, oh, Lord God, with outstretched arms. Father God, in the name of Jesus, as sound as God, signs, oh God, of surrenderance, oh Lord God, unto you, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. As Lord God, acts of humility unto our Holy Father in the mighty name 
of Jesus, O great and mighty God, surrendering unto you, O Lord God, because we love you, Lord God. We care for you, Lord. We adore you, Father, in the name of Jesus, O great and mighty King. We reverence you in this place, O God, in the land of the living, Lord God. O Lord God, because you are an amazing Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord God, for you are a committed daddy, Lord, and we thank you in this place in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, because, oh God, you are just, Lord God, and we thank you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh great and mighty God. We magnify you in this place, O Holy King, in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, my God. Glory be unto your holy and righteous name, O God, in the name of Jesus. You are the Holy One, O Lord God, and we bless you in this place, in the name of Jesus, that, oh God, what a privilege it is that we can even come upon your holy throne, oh Lord God, oh my God, in the name of Jesus, to minister unto you, oh Lord God, and even, oh God, for you, oh God, to minister unto us in the mighty name of Jesus, and God, we thank you, Lord God, for the privilege and the honor to dwell in the midst of you, to sup and dine with you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, to be able, oh God, to cast our cares upon you, in the name of Jesus, oh great and mighty God, to even let you know, oh God, how much we adore you, Lord God, how much we love you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, oh great and mighty God, to even, oh God, to be able to come and receive divine strategies from on high, oh Lord God, and we thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, oh great God, as we come, oh Lord God. And just rest in your presence, communing with you, Lord God, on today. Being confident and assurance, oh, Lord God, they, God, we love you. We love you, Lord. We adore you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father God, that even as we come, oh, God, we don't come, oh, God, selfishly. But we also come, oh, God, to stand in the gap for our brothers and sisters around the world, throughout the nations, in the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Standing in the gap, oh, God. So that, oh, God, the enemy, oh, God, will not have a foothold to come in, oh, God, and reign in the lives of your dear beloved children. In the name of Jesus. We stand, oh, God. Lord God, my God. As the ancestors, O oh God, on the wall, O oh Lord God, Lord God, to sound the alarm, O oh Lord God, we stand, O oh God, in the name of Jesus to fill in the gap, O oh Lord God, where, O oh God, hallelujah, our brothers and sisters, O oh God, may be weak, O oh God, we stand, O oh God, to speak life over the Lord, life, O oh God, unto them, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. Ah, glory be unto your holy and righteous name. Father God, we stand, O oh Lord God, in the gap, in the power and authority that you've given unto us to trample, O oh God, over the serpent in the name of Jesus. So even as we stand, O oh God, on the behalf of your dear beloved children around the world, throughout the nations, in the name of Jesus, 
Lord God, we ask, oh God, that, Lord God, that heaven gates would open up, oh God, on the behalf of your dear beloved, in the mighty name of Jesus, that you will shower down upon us, oh God. You will shower down upon us, oh God, strength, oh Lord God. Strength, oh Lord God. So that, oh God, that we can walk, oh God, in self-control, which you have given unto us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. So that we, oh God, will have the strength, oh God, the Lord God, to be self-controlled, oh God, in our attitudes, oh God, to be self-controlled in our ways, oh God, so that, oh God, we can even tame our speeches, oh Lord God, in the name of Jesus. So that, oh God, when we speak, oh God, that we speak life and and life abundantly, oh Lord God, into every matter, into every situation in the name of Jesus. Give us the strength, oh Lord God, to control, oh Lord God, anger, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, to, oh God, subdue it. So that, oh Lord God, Situations and circumstances, oh God, won't cause, oh God, won't want where they won't be, oh God, or things won't happen, oh God, that was not intended to happen, oh Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Give us the strength, oh God, to be self-controlled, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Knowing that, oh God, you have given us the power, oh God. To deny our flesh its evil desires in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Help us, oh God. Give us what we need, oh God, to say no to our flesh, oh Lord God, and rise above every situation and every circumstances, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Operating, oh God, in your fruit of the Spirit, Lord, displaying your character, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus over all matters, Lord God. Over all matters, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Your word, oh, Lord God, tells us, oh, God, to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. And, Lord God, we need you in this place in the mighty name of Jesus, oh, God. Lord God, in the lives of your dear beloved children, Lord, because, oh, God, Lord God, People have thrown self-control out of the window, oh, Lord God. People are going after their flesh, their desires, moving, Lord God, out of their flesh, operating out of their flesh, Lord God. And, Lord God, and because of that, oh, Lord God, they are bringing harm, oh, God, not unto themselves, oh, God, but also to others. And we know, oh, God, that it is not of you in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, heal, oh, God. Well, healing needs to come forth, oh God, so that your people can be healed, oh Lord God. Teach, oh God, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. In those places, oh God, that, that we need to be taught in, oh God, God, in the name of Jesus. So that, oh God, our lifestyles, oh God, will line up with your holy word in the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So that, oh God, 
we won't sin against you, O oh Lord God, so that, O oh God, we won't, O oh God, um, hurt, O oh God, or scar, O oh God, our brothers and sisters, O oh God, around the world, throughout the nations, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Give your people, O oh God, give us, O oh God, the strength to deny our flesh and pick up our cross and follow our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, who was self-controlled in all matters, O oh Lord God. That even in persecution, he was self-controlled. When they beat him, my God, oh, 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 say, he was self-controlled, even though he had the power. To slay those who were causing harm to him. But he maintained his self-control. Lord, in the name of Jesus, give us insight. Give us the strength, O oh God. Give us the revelation, the strategy from on high, O oh God, so that we can live lives, O oh God, that is self-controlled and upright, O oh Lord God, before you in the mighty name of Jesus, so, O oh God, mankind can be drawn unto you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So that, O oh God, we can no longer, O oh Lord God, violate one another. In bringing forth continuous division in the name of Jesus. Help us, O oh Lord God, to be self-controlled, O oh God, in our thoughts, in our actions and deeds, O oh Lord God. Even, O oh God, in our words, O oh Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So, O oh God, even, O oh Lord God, as Father God, we, Lord God, become self-control, O oh Lord God. Unity, Lord God, is brought forth, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. As, oh God, self-control is, is brought forth, oh God. It empowers us, oh Lord God. To overcome, oh God, the evil one. And God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And God, we thank you, oh God, for men and women alike around the world throughout the nations would hearken their hearts, oh God, and listen, oh God, and tune there is, oh God, unto you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And that, oh God, before they say a word, oh God, and before, oh God, they move in, in, in any actions, oh God. That will allow, oh God, your spirit to guide, 
and lead. So that, oh God, peace, harmony will come forth in our matters in the name of Jesus. That, oh God, that even one, oh God, will become self-control, oh God. So that, oh God, that they wouldn't cause harm to another living soul in the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Help, oh God. Help us, oh God, around the world, throughout the nations, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, God. We give you glory. We give you glory, God. We give you praise for nations that will rise up, oh God, and be, Lord God, self-control, oh Lord God. When nations, oh God, will rise up, Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Pulling off, oh God, sexual immorality, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, oh God, for nations, oh God, that will rise up, oh God, who will put down, oh God, guns, oh God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Uh, my God, in the name of Jesus, who will put down, oh God, the weapons and the artillery, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, oh God, for nations rising up, oh God, Lord God, who would be pure in speech, in the name of of Jesus, O oh, great and mighty King, O oh, Lord, we thank you, God. We thank you, O oh, God, in the mighty name of Jesus for nations, O oh, God, that will rise up, O oh, Lord God, and live upright, O oh, Lord, up, uh, in, above, in front of you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. By utilizing, oh God, and operating, oh God, in the power that you have given unto us, oh God, to crucify our flesh. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We thank you. We thank you for nations rising up who would deny their flesh, oh Lord God, who would starve their flesh, oh God, and feed the spirit of the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for nations rising up, O oh God, who would obey your commands and your statue, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, O oh God, for nations that will rise up, O oh God, and that, O oh God, that they will no, no longer, O oh Lord God, sit in the company, O oh God, of sinners, or mockers, and scorners, Lord, in the name of Jesus, so that they won't be influenced, O oh Lord God, by the, the ways of the world. We thank you, Lord God, for nations, O oh Lord, coming forth, O oh Lord God, who would Come, who will come out from among the world, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And walk in your stature, Lord. We thank you, O oh God. We thank you, Lord God. We give you the glory. And we thank you, O oh Lord God. For on the behalf of your dear beloved children. And God, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you the absolute honor. That where man had no control, oh God, that they would rise up, oh God, 
in the power of the self-control, oh God, that you've given unto us and move and operate in it in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, so that you can be glorified. And so, oh God, so that men can be drawn unto you in Jesus' name. We thank you for listening here. We thank you for a heart of concern. We thank you, oh God, that angels have already been dispatched on the behalf of your dear beloved children, oh Lord God, to minister unto them, oh God, to touch them, oh God, oh Lord God, so that we can be strengthened where we are weak in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, oh God, for the warring angels already, oh God, on the battlefield, oh God, fighting, fighting, oh God, oh Lord God, for the destinies, the purpose, oh Lord, of your dear beloved children. We thank you, O God, that we can consider it all done as we're sealing this prayer in the blood of the precious Lamb, who is none other than your phenomenal Son, our dynamic Savior, outstanding brother, loving and caring friend, who is none other than Jesus the Christ, and it is in his most holy and majestic name that we have prayed. Amen, amen, and amen. To God be the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Mighty people of the Most High God, as we get ready to transition over to the word of empowerment, we want every heart and mind to stay with the spirit of expectations so that God can deliver unto us on today that in which we need, amen, to be equipped and empowered and encouraged, amen, in the very things that he's called us to do in the name of Jesus. We're thanking God in advance for the Holy Spirit overshadowing us and having its way, teaching and training us the deep mysteries of the kingdom of God so that they can become live and active in our day-to-day living so that when people see us, they will truly see our Father in the name of Jesus. We're thanking God in advance for releasing in our ear gates Jeremiah chapter 35 and 36. Amen. Um, to God be the glory. Um, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let every ear hear the spirit of the true living God as his word is released in our ear gates. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Chapter 35. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord during the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah. Go to the Rechabite family and invite them to come to one of the side rooms of the house of the Lord and give them wine to drink. So I went to get Jeazaniah, son of Jeremiah, the son of Habazaniah, and his brothers and all his sons, the whole family of the Rechabites. I brought them into the house of the Lord, into the room of the sons of Hanan, son of Igdaliah, the man of God. It was next to the room of the officials, which was over that of Messiah, son of Shalom, the doorkeeper. Then I set bowls full of wine and some cups before the men of the Rechabite family and said to them, Drink some wine. But they replied, We do not drink wine, because our forefather, Jonadab, the son of Rechab, gave us this command. Neither you nor your descendants must ever drink wine. Also you must never build houses, sow seed, or plant vineyards. You must never have any of these things, but must always live in tents. Then... You will live a long time in the land where you are nomads. We have obeyed everything our forefather Jonadab, 
son of Rechab commanded us. Neither we, nor our wives, nor our sons and daughters have ever drunk wine, or built houses to live in, or had vineyards, fields, or crops. We have lived in tents and have fully obeyed everything our forefather Jonadab commanded us. But when Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, invaded this land, we said, Come, we must go to Jerusalem to escape the Babylonian and Aramean armies. So we have remained in Jerusalem. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, saying, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Go and tell the men of Judah and the people of Jerusalem, Will you not learn a lesson and obey my words? declares the Lord. Jonadab, son of Rechab, ordered his sons not to drink wine, and this command has been kept. To this day they do not drink wine, because they obey their forefathers' command. But I have spoken to you again and again, yet you have not obeyed me. Again and again I sent all my servants, the prophets, to you. They said, Each of you must turn from your wicked ways and reform your actions. Do not follow other gods to serve them. Then you will live in the land I have given you and your fathers. But you have not paid attention or listened to me. The descendants of Jonadab, son of Rechab, have carried out the command their forefather gave them, but these people have not obeyed me. Therefore, this is what the Lord God Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Listen, I am going to bring on Judah and on everyone living in Jerusalem every disaster I pronounced against them. I spoke to them, but they did not listen. I called to them, but they did not answer. Then Jeremiah said to the family of the Rechabites, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. You have obeyed the command of your forefather Jonadab, and have followed all his instructions, and have done everything he ordered. Therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Jonadab, son of Rechab, will never fail to have a man to serve me. Chapter 36 In the fourth year of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, this word came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Take a scroll and write on it all the words I have spoken to you concerning Israel, Judah, and all the other nations from the time I began speaking to you in the reign of Josiah till now. Perhaps when the people of Judah hear about every disaster I plan to inflict on them, each of them will turn from his wicked way. Then I will forgive their wickedness and their sin. So Jeremiah called Barak, son of Neriah. And while Jeremiah dictated all the words the Lord had spoken to him, Barak wrote them on the scroll. Then Jeremiah told Barak, I am restricted. I cannot go to the Lord's temple. So you go to the house of the Lord on a day of fasting and read to the people from the scroll the words of the Lord that you wrote as I dictated. Read them to all the people of Judah who come in from their towns. Perhaps they will bring their petition before the Lord, and each will turn from his wicked ways, for the anger and wrath pronounced against this people by the Lord are great. Barak, son of Neriah, did everything Jeremiah the prophet told him to do. At the Lord's temple, he read the words of the Lord from the scroll. In the ninth month of the fifth year of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, a time of fasting before the Lord was proclaimed for all the people in Jerusalem and those who had come from the towns of Judah. From the room of Jemariah, son of Shaphan the secretary, which was in the upper courtyard at the entrance of the new gate of the temple, Barak read to all the people at the Lord's temple the words of Jeremiah from the scroll. When Micaiah, son of Jemariah, the son of Shaphan, heard all the words of the Lord from the scroll, he went down to the secretary's room in the royal palace, where all the officials were sitting, 
Elishima the secretary, Delea, son of Shemaiah, Elnathan, son of Akbor, Jemariah, son of Shaphan, Zedekiah, son of Hananiah, and all the other officials. After Micaiah told them everything he had heard Baruch read to the people from the scroll, all the officials sent Jehudi, son of Nethaniah, the son of Shelemiah, the son of Cushi, to say to Baruch, Bring the scroll from which you have read to the people and come. So Barak, son of Neriah, went to them with the scroll in his hand. They said to him, Sit down, please, and read it to us. So Barak read it to them. When they heard all these words, they looked at each other in fear and said to Barak, We must report all these words to the king. Then they asked Barak, Tell us, how did you come to write all this? Did Jeremiah dictate it? Yes, Barak replied. He dictated all these words to me, and I wrote them in ink on the scroll. Then the officials said to Barak, You and Jeremiah go and hide. Don't let anyone know where you are. After they put the scroll in the room of Elishima the secretary, they went to the king in the courtyard and reported everything to him. The king sent Jehudi to get the scroll. And Jehudi brought it from the room of Elishima the secretary and read it to the king and all the officials standing beside him. It was the ninth month, and the king was sitting in the winter apartment with a fire burning in the fire pot in front of him. Whenever Jehudi had read three or four columns of the scroll, the king cut them off with a scribe's knife and threw them into the fire pot until the entire scroll was burned in the fire. The king and all his attendants who heard all these words showed no fear, nor did they tear their clothes. Even though Elnathan, Deleah, and Jemariah urged the king not to burn the scroll, he would not listen to them. Instead, the king commanded Jeremiah, a son of the king, Sareah, son of Azrael, and Shelemiah, son of Abdiel, to arrest Barak the scribe and Jeremiah the prophet. But the Lord had hidden them. After the king burned the scroll containing the words that Barak had written at Jeremiah's dictation, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Take another scroll and write on it all the words that were on the first scroll, which Jehoiakim, king of Judah, burned up. Also tell Jehoiakim, king of Judah, this is what the Lord says. You burned that scroll and said, Why did you write on that that the king of Babylon would certainly come and destroy this land and cut off both men and animals from it? Therefore, this is what the Lord says about Jehoiakim, king of Judah. He will have no one to sit on the throne of David. His body will be thrown out and exposed to the heat by day and the frost by night. I will punish him and his children and his attendants for their wickedness. I will bring on them and those living in Jerusalem and the people of Judah every disaster I pronounced against them, because they have not listened. So Jeremiah took another scroll and gave it to the scribe Barak, son of Neriah. And as Jeremiah dictated, Barak wrote on it all the words of the scroll that Jehoiakim, king of Judah, had burned in the fire. And many similar words were added to them. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We thank God, the true living God, amen, for the word of truth as it is written in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 35 and 36. Amen. Um, to God be the absolute glory. Thank you, Jesus. And we're thanking God that even as the word was released, it was released in the fertileness of our hearts and that it shall prosper in the way in which he has sent it. Amen. On tonight. Glory to God. On tonight, amen, we have a powerful woman of God, uh, glory to God, a woman that is just really chasing after 
the heart of God, and it's just been an, an honor and a pleasure um, of knowing her um, um, since I met her, amen, and, and she just, you know, she's chasing down God like never before, and it is always exciting when we see, when we have our um, <laughs> younger people, oh, glory to God, um, just chasing after the heart of God and, and, and love God with all their heart and with, with all their soul. And um, it, it is just such an honor today to have um, the woman of God to minister on the line tonight. We're going to have Minister Destiny Nixon from Second Cavalry Baptist Church all the way in from Charlotte, North Carolina. Amen. Um, um Destiny was born in Leakington, North Carolina on September the 9th. She is the daughter of David Nixon Jr. and Pamela Foster Cohn. She graduated from the University of North Carolina, North Carolina where she obtained a bachelor degree in communication. Amen with a minor in journalism. Destiny is a member of the Second Cavalry Baptist Church under the leadership of Dr. Ralph McCormick. She is a motivational speaker, a sexual purity counselor, and trainer. Her favorite scripture is Ephesians, scriptures is Ephesians um, chapter six, verses ten through twenty, because of the life lessons that she have learned, she have uh, became very aware of the necessity of being clothed in the armor of God. So God be the glory. Thank you, Jesus. At this time, we will have the mighty woman of God to come forth and lead us in the word of empowerment. Woman of God, you have the line. You could just match star six. Amen. And come forth. This conference is being recorded. Tonight, and um, I'm just wanting to say just how grateful I am just to be a servant of the Most High uh, for the things that He's doing um, in my life. Um, and I just want to take the opportunity just to um, say a quick prayer. And Lord God, I come to you right now, Lord God, just thanking you for allowing me to be your servant, Lord God. And I'm asking, Lord God, that you hide me behind the cross, Lord God, and speak your word through me, Lord God. Um, so that it might touch the hearts of those who need it. We thank you and we praise you and we give you all the glory and honor. Amen. Um, The first thing that I just wanted to discuss um, in relation to um, Jeremiah 35 um, in self-control is the the Rechabites. And I know um, even when we looked at the, the beginning of the Scripture: How Jeremiah, um, in the beginning of the chapter, how Jeremiah got the got the command from God to go and test them, um, and he went and did just as God had told them to do, um, told him to do, to go before them and try to um, get them to drink the wine. And even in that, um, in reading that, I just wanted to go ahead and assume that they had already heard who. Jeremiah was um, and knew that he was a prophet of the Lord 
um, because just from what I'm assuming with him having been um, having prophesied for all of these years about the the disaster that was coming, um, I I just wanted to assume that there would be no one in the land who did not know who he was um, and what it was that he was saying to the people of God. But even in that, when he um, when he propositioned to them to drink the wine, they refused. So even despite the fact that he was a prophet of the Lord, they didn't just listen to him because of his title. They refused. So just even in that, just reminding us that um, despite what someone else says to us, and even if they might may very well have good intentions, um, despite their title, what it is that they what it is that um, they have been commanded to do or who they are, um, even if they have good intentions, if it conflicts with what God has told us to do, then that's something that we are not to follow. We are supposed to, God's word is supposed to supersede anything that it is that that we hear or that we're told um, to do or to believe. Um, And the next thing that stuck to me right after that is, is when when Jeremiah went before them, he didn't just ask them if they would have some wine. He set it right in front of them. He he took them aside and set the wine up right in front of them, but they still refused after he propositioned them. And many times when, when it comes to situations in our life, the devil will set something that he – something that he is desiring to trick us up with or tempt us with right in front of our face. But even when we're confronted with that thing, we still have to refuse to engage in it so that we, because we know what God has told us to do. So they, they, they leaned on what their ancestors had said, and they didn't, even, they didn't compromise even though they could see what it was that Jeremiah put in front of them that he wanted them to engage in. Also, looking at that, the individuals were in a private room. Jeremiah had taken them aside. So it could have been it's very easy for them just to say, um, you know, nobody's looking, no one can see, and for them to go ahead and, and drink the wine. But even though no one else could see them, God was still able to see what they were doing, and they did not compromise what it is that they knew that they had been commanded to do long before Jeremiah came with his proposition. And a lot of times we do things in private or in secret, and we think that because no one can see us doing it or it's not out in the open or nobody knows what we're doing behind closed doors, that that makes it okay. But if we begin to operate in in a way that we know that even if other people don't see us, that that God sees everything that we're doing, we will begin to behave according to the, the word of God. And that's what it means for us to have integrity and to have self-control. That no matter what circumstance we're under, who we're with um, or, or not with or where we are, that we're always walking in the things of God and doing what it is he has commanded us to do and living according to his word, and we're not faltering, we're not wavering, and we're not deviating from that. So even in reading um, chapter 35, I was asking God just from that, what, what from this situation, what strategies 
can we receive from um, from looking at how the Rechabites responded to Jeremiah when he propositioned them to do something that they knew that they were not to do. So God gave me a few strategies for us to follow when we're tempted to do something that is that is um, against God's word that that or that something that we know that is unchristlike that we should not be doing and. The strategies that I got, even from the response to Jeremiah, was first this. The first thing that the Rechabites did is that they said no. When Jeremiah propositioned them, they didn't think on it and didn't give him a response, or they didn't they didn't wait and then come back and give a response, or and they didn't battle with themselves about it. They immediately refused. So if someone comes to you and you know that that you're not supposed to be having sex, but someone that you used to talk to or, or mess with propositions you, you, you're supposed to immediately cut that thing off. You don't waver. You don't think about, well, maybe if I could, maybe I should, or, you know, I got history with that. Cut it off immediately and refuse. And the next thing that they did is they, they didn't just say no but they explain why they couldn't engage in what it is that Jeremiah was asking them to do. So they let Jeremiah know that they could not drink the wine because their ancestors had commanded them not to do so. And not only did they say that their ancestors had commanded them not to do so, they also gave him a little Jeremiah a little bit more supporting details. They said exactly what it is that their ancestors had told them that them and their descendants can never drink wine, and not only could they not drink wine, but that they could not plant crops, um, and that they always had to live in tents. So they gave all this other supporting details. After the fact of they of them saying, you know, my our ancestors said that we could not do so, and I and that just made me think about even when I was growing up, how sometimes we would ask an adult, you know, well I want to do such and such, and maybe that adult will respond to you because I said so, and you might say, well why why and they'll just say because I said so and leave it at that, but even in their response. That shut down all the speculation, not only on Jeremiah's end, but that was just confirmation of uh, just um, a reminder of what it is that they had already been told by their ancestors. So if a child were to come to, if I had a child and they were to come to me and, and ask me, you know, well, Mom, why is it that I, that I shouldn't drink? I'm not just going to tell them because I said so, I'm going to give them some ground to stand on so that when somebody else approaches them with that, they'll not only say no, and they'll not only know that, well, my mom told me that I shouldn't, but I will have told them all the facts and statistics about drunk drivers and what it can, um, how it's unhealthy for their body and all these things so that they have something more to lean on. And even thinking further 
um, when it goes to 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 religion versus versus having a relationship with God. A lot of things that we're doing in the body of Christ, we're just doing because somebody said so. It's not based on scripture. It's not based on anything that 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 God has in His Word. We're just doing it out of tradition, out of habit, and because somebody said that we should be doing it. We're showing up to sh- church on Sunday because our mom took the told uh, our mom and our dad. And our grandparents and our great-grandparents went to church on Sunday, and they drove us alone, but we don't know why we're going. We don't have a relationship with God outside of church. We don't read our word. We're just showing up to church on Sunday as a part of a ritual. So not only they didn't just have a ritual of, you know, I'm not drinking wine. They knew the background, which brings me to the, the next point. Not only did they provide the supporting details of the other things that they should not do in relation to um, the other things that they should not do besides not drinking wine and who told them that they should not do it, but they also followed that up with the benefits that they would receive for following the command. So they had their supporting supporting details, and in, in our case, especially um, if, if we're being propositioned to engage in sin, our supporting detail is going to be the word of God. Well, the, God, the word of God says this, this, and this, and that's why I can't do this. And, and once we go there, that's when we need to follow that thing up. Even if we're, if we're not talking to anybody else, we need to remind ourselves of the benefits of following God's word and following what it is, that the commands that he's given us and what it is that he has told us to do so when we go back to what their response was um, to Jeremiah, they they know that um, they told him that you know if we we were told that if we fully obeyed all these commands that our ancestor um, our ancestors had given us that we would live long good lives in the land. So that's why we have obeyed them, and we've never done so. So even when somebody propositions us to do something, we need to be be reminding ourselves, yeah, it might be something that I used to enjoy doing that I think I might enjoy doing. It might sound like it's going to be fun. It might sound like it might feel good. It might sound like it's going to look good. But it might sound like it's going to be fulfilling for this moment in time. But God's word says this. And that is in contradictory to what I might be thinking about doing right now. And and he's also said, you know, if I if I don't do this and I stay on the path and I exhibit self control, that I'll have a right to eternal life. That I'll be um, that I'll have a right to the blessings here on earth, and I'll find favor in his eyes. So even if we're looking, um, if we're taking the example of tithes and offerings. We know that the word of God says that we're supposed to bring the ten a tenth of every of everything that we have received and give that back to him. And not only did it didn't just say that, you know, if you do just give me give me your money, he gives us an outline of what's gonna happen. If we do so, if we bring our tithes into the storehouse, that there will be meat in his house, then he will open up the windows of heaven. He'll pour us out a blessing that that we might not have room enough to receive it. So if I go to church one Sunday and I feel like I've, I've paid all my bills and I feel like I don't really have my tenth to give, I need I know that I need to press through this moment and I need to trust God with that tenth that tenth 
cent out of every dollar that he is the one that he actually blessed me with and give that back to him and trust him to do what it is that needs to be done with that money more than I could have done with it and not just because so that even in that moment when I don't feel like giving, paying my tithes and offering, or I think I might not have it to give, I know that I'm when I give this money, it, it's not only because God commanded me, but he has a promise, that's a, there's a promise that's attached to that, and that is if I bring my tithes to the storehouse, that he's going to bless me, it's going to be blessed, and he's going to multiply that thing, he's going to do more with it than what I could do, holding on to it. So when we start to remind ourselves of the benefits of just being believers and, and, and walking righteous and being uh, walking in righteousness and holiness and there's all the benefits that are tied to that, then that helps us to remember why it's important for us to, number one, be self-controlled, and it also gives us more incentive, it gives us more motive, and it gives us more courage to stay on the path of righteousness and continue to live the way that God has commanded us to live. And so even um, even in reading their response to Jeremiah, that brought me to the, the, the next thing that I just kind of recognized in, their, in what they were saying that we should do, that not only did they themselves not drink wine and follow these commands and remember the promises of God, but they passed it on to their family. They hold everybody that they were tied to, their daughters, their wives, everyone. They they did not drink the wine as well. So it's not enough enough for us to live in our own little bubble and practice and work in the things of the Lord. But we have to we have to pass those those strategies. We have to pass that encouragement. We have to pass everything that God has bestowed in us um, and, and, and pass that along to everyone who's connected to us so that they, too, can, can join in with us and have the strategies that they need to live a better life and to walk in righteousness and to walk in self-control. So we have to always be in a position where our behavior and our behavior is a witness to other people so that even if we're not opening our mouths and physically saying or telling someone what they should do or how they should respond, our behavior and our actions will do the talking for us so that then whoever we come in contact with, we're leading them back to Christ. So the next thing that jumped out to me um, just in reading that is be, is what happened after they had already refused to engage in um, drinking the wine as Jeremiah had asked them. Because they did this, Jeremiah re- received a message from the Lord to give back to them to let them know that God was going to bless them, and he even took their their behavior and the things that they had been doing in private, public, and Jeremiah delivered a message to everyone else, letting them know, hey, you you guys need to be following the example of the Rechabites, and if you were to do that, then I would spare you because
because as we know, as we've been learning each and every night, as we've been hearing this reading of the word, God was ready to destroy the people. He was ready to to wipe out the majority of the the majority of the people. And so he even in what they were doing in private with Jeremiah, that led to them being not only recognized publicly, but that led to God blessing them publicly so that when everyone else was going to be destroyed and they were receiving a prophecy from Jeremiah about the the destruction that was coming their way, they got the exact opposite. They received a prophecy letting them know that they were going to be blessed and that and because of their obedience and, and them exhibiting the self-control and not take, falling to, to the temptation and always leaning on the always leaning on the command that they had received from their ancestors that they were going to be blessed and that the individuals um, in their, their household, their descendants, were always um, were always serving God. So even, even in that, that just gave me more incentive, more initiative to continue to press forward in the things of God and making sure that I'm always putting my best foot forward and controlling myself and despite what's being brought to me that I need to continue to press and, and lean on God's word and and rely on what it is that it says that I'm supposed to do, how I'm supposed to live, how I'm supposed to act, how I'm supposed to speak, what I'm supposed to do and not do because that's going to lead to what I'm doing in private, making an example in public. So that that those things just really Bless me, and just really jumped out and, and set for me to put that in my heart because a lot of times we we make declarations that we're gonna not do a thing even if we look, we look at the fast situation. I I just had to shake my head at myself because um, since we've been fasting these few days, um, it's been much easier for me to for me to eat according to the diet that that we have um that we have at our disposal right now for the fast just because I'm simply doing this out of dedication for God. But there's been so many times before this that I've made the dedication the declaration over and over that I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to do the right thing and I'll go to work and they'll be Ordering food, or I'm, and I, my desk is right by the uh, right by the break room, so people will be warming up their food. I'm smelling the aromas, and then my teammates they're they're ordering food, and I'm and they're asking me do I want to order. So I finally give in and order food, and I'm eating all this stuff I'm not supposed to be eating. But when I made up in my mind that I'm gonna fast and I'm gonna do this for God, it's been so much easier, and I'm not falling victim to what it is that's going on around me, and I'm staying diligent in fasting for him. And every time when I feel like I'm getting weak, I'm going to my word, and I'm and I'm reminding myself, you know, um, about how it is that I'm able to maintain self-control, why it's good for me to be self-disciplined, what, what are the benefits of being self-disciplined so that I can stay on the course of what it is that I'm petitioning God for individually and so that I could be a benefit to everyone who's, who's uh, participating in the 42 along with me so that I'm always charged up, I'm ready to pray, and the things that I'm, that, that I'm petitioning before God, for everyone else as well that that 
that they're going to come to pass because I know what I've been doing in private that he's going to honor that. So so we just have to remember the, the things that I put forth when um, the, the things that I was given that God showed me, the strategies that, um, that God showed me in reading this when we're confronted with things that want that um, want to to tempt us and make us fall victim or pray to the things that we know that we should not be doing, so let's go back through them. The first one is that we have to say no. Not only do we have to say no, if the issue still presents itself, we need to explain why we're not going to engage in that behavior. So even if another person is not the one that's propositioning me and I am having an internal battle in myself for wanting to do something that I know I shouldn't do, I have to tell myself why I'm not going to do that. Not only am I going to just say why, um, I'm going to give myself some supporting details. So that is I'm going to lean on the word, um, lean specifically on the word of God, get my scriptural support. Um, and also, I'm going to remember and remind myself of the benefits of exhibiting this, uh, exhibiting self-control and following God's command. Then what I'm going to do is pass that information along either in what I say or just in the way that I live to other people. And in doing that, I know that sooner, whether, even if I haven't gotten my, my blessing today, that God is going to honor and bless me for what it is that I'm doing, the how I'm dedicating myself to following his command and living a life um, according to his word. So just in those things, we have to always remember that self-control is a trait or a characteristic that is honorable before God. He He acknowledges um that, that there is temptation. He acknowledges that we have things that want to come and test what it is that um, test us and make us fall in, 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 a, in what it is that we're trying, fail in what it is that we're trying to do. But he also recognizes us and acknowledges us when we do not take the bait and fall. Um, it's easier, and we know that. We all know that it's, it's easier sometimes to do the wrong thing but we know that when we do the right thing, that there are more benefits to that than what it is that we're going to get from doing the wrong thing. We might have temporary benefits, temporary satisfaction from doing the wrong thing, but in the long run, we're going to suffer the consequences. Um, and if, it, if it's not an immediate consequence, we're going to, Reap what we sow. We're going to suffer a consequence sooner or later for our actions. So we need to always be in a position to do what it is that God has commanded us to do, so that we can attain the things that God is that God has for us, and that we can continue to move in the things of Him and set an example to those who to those who become in contact with everyone who's connected to us so that we can all be on the path to righteousness so that we can have the right to eternal life. And just um, all that's just basically um, the information that I received. Um, and I'm just praying that 
each and every one of us will have the opportunity to remember these strategies and implement them each and every time that we're confronted with something that's trying to tempt us to do the opposite thing, um, do something opposite of what the Word of God has um, has told us that we should be saying. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, woman of God, for just um, offering up your gift on tonight of ministry and teaching us and walking us through the word of truth. Amen. Um, glory to God. And, and we just bless God. Amen. For your insight, your wisdom. Um, glory to God. And we just thank God um, for what he's doing in your life and even in your ministry as he's just cultivating you and, and growing you and expanding you in the greater things of him. You know, I always love your commentary. <laughs> Amen. Um, to God be the glory. Um, thank you, Jesus. And we just bless God. We bless God. Amen. For the word that was empowering, impactful. Amen. Um, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And and have just brought before us, you know, what it is that we need to do. Amen. If we're looking to possess the promise in this 2016 year, people of God, we must be in self-control. We must maintain our self-control. Amen. Refuse temptation. Expl- you know, e- explain. Know why, what you're doing, why you're doing it. Amen. So that you can even be able to explain it unto others. Amen. Keep it in your remembrance. You know, pass the information along to others so that they, too, um, can be equipped. So that they, too, can be equipped with what it is that they need to also be in self-control and, and be able to refuse, you know, the temptation of the world. Amen. Um, so God be the glory. Thank you, Jesus. And truly, 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 that in what you do privately, God will, amen, my God, reward you in public. Um, glory to God. To God be the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Um, mighty people of God right here, I want to just open up the lines. Amen. Um, glory to God for um, any prayers, for testimonies. Um, any testimonies and anything that got placed on your heart, amen, to release unto the unmuted to encourage the woman of God, amen. Um, to God be the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Um, the line is open, almighty people of God. Want to also make sure that if your line is, um, make sure that you're personal line is not muted. Amen. Um, Glory to God. If you're speaking. Amen. Praise God. Um, Pastor DeVrench, I just want to thank God for the young lady on tonight. Such a powerful word. I'm Apostle Lillian Gibbs. I got a couple of things. I just want to commend her on uh, such, uh, you know, powerful teaching. And teaching with a purpose, and that's what we we must do. We must, whatever we do, we must do it with purpose, purpose that God is pleased with. Because uh, mm-hmm. uh, key things that she was saying was obedience. You know, mm-hmm. and she lead by example and do things with uh, kingdom purpose. And also, when we think about uh, Deuteronomy, she was saying we must do these things to let others mm-hmm. know. When we uh, there's several books in the book of Deuteronomy, eleven, nineteen, Deuteronomy six and seven, four and nine, it all basically says about the same thing. And you should teach them your cho- to your children, mm-hmm. speaking of mm-hmm. them when thou sittest in thy house and when thou walkest by thy way, when thou lies down, and when thou rises up. 
and thou shalt write them upon the doorposts of thy house and upon thy gate, that your days may be multiplied in the days of your children and the uh, land which the Lord swear unto your fathers to give them as the days of heaven upon the earth. In other words, keep repeating it, keep telling people, you know, don't give up on them. You know, your children, start it in your household. Mm-hmm. Spreading the word, teaching the word of obedience, and she said a, she said a, a lot of things. And a lot of times we do do a lot of stuff out of ritual. Sometimes we don't know why we do what we doing, but I just don't believe. I don't come to a point of maturity in my life. I just don't believe in doing things just to be doing. So when when we are talking about uh, every first of the year, people go into holy convocation and they go into the 21-day fast and all of this, but have they explained to the people and gave clarity why we do what we do? And we talk about the Daniel fast and all of that, but uh, Daniel fast was to bring order to disorder. So we mm-hmm. got to, uh, you know, we got to quit just following the crowd because, like she said, it does, it becomes a ritual. So mm-hmm. we do it because it's like Simon said. Simon said, do it. Okay, I'm going to do it. But why are we doing what we do? So, um, you know, I thank God for the word that she gave, powerful words. She had so much in there, you know, and so much to uh, digest. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> a fat word. <laughs> uh-huh, amen. Word. So we thank, we thank God for the woman of God and for her obedience. And uh, if uh, she can or you can, Pastor DeRanche, as she was speaking and I'm on the line, I have prayer requests coming in uh, and there was a, a particular young lady, I'm not sure of her situation, but Tia Dorsey, she wants uh, she wants prayer. She wants us to pray for her. Um, Destiny? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Can, can you pray for uh, Miss Tia? Is it Dor- Dorsey? Dorsey, that's correct. Okay, and you, did, you said that, uh, and hey, Apostle, uh, Hello to you. And, and, um, you did say that, that she that she didn't give a specific request. You just said she wanted prayer. Yes, yeah, she just wanted prayer. She didn't give any specifics, you know. So I said, "What God knows all about it, you know." But okay. We will. Uh, mm-hmm. And you said that's Kia Dorsey. Tia, 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 A, Tia. Okay, with the T. Okay, Dorsey. Okay. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just come to you right now, Lord God, thanking you, Lord God, for the opportunity just to lay our concerns at your feet. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for extending your ear to your people, Lord God, and for honoring what it is that we lift up in prayer. Father God, right now, we just bring up your uh, petition to you. Um, in relation to your daughter, Tia Dorsey, Lord God, we don't know what concern it is that's troubling her heart, Lord God. But right now, Lord God, we just lay it at your feet, Lord God. We know that you're all-knowing, Lord God, and that you're all-seeing, Lord God, that you're ever-present, Lord God, that you're all-powerful, Lord God. So right now, Lord God, we ask, Lord God, that you send out your angels, Lord God, and that you stretch out your own hand, Lord God, in her direction, Lord God, to heal whatever issue it is that's troubling her heart, Lord God, whatever matters of the heart that she's suffering from right now, Lord God, we're asking you, Lord God, to do what it is that you do best, Lord God, and to heal her heart, Lord God, 
to, to, to let her know, Lord God, that she does not have to be troubled, Lord God, because you hear us, Lord God, and that you, you, you sympathize with us, Lord God, and that you see what it is that we're going through, Lord God, that you're always there with us, Lord God, because you'll never leave us, and nor, nor will you forsake us, Lord God. You're always there with us, walking next to us, Lord God making our cricket path straight, Lord God, vindicating us, Lord God. And so right now, Lord God, we ask, Lord God, that you just bring her comfort, Lord God, wherever she is, Lord God. Lord God, and give her, Lord God, whatever strategies it is that she needs, Lord God, to overcome what it is that she's dealing with, Lord God. Plant those things in her heart, Lord God. Speak to her clearly, Lord God. And if there's anything that's cluttering her mind, Lord God, so that she might not hear clearly from you, Lord God, we ask, Lord God, that you quiet out her mind, quiet out her spirit, and anything, uh, remove anything from her presence, Lord God, or from within her her subconscious, Lord God, that is going to hinder her, Lord God, from hearing your voice, Lord God, and just, just remove all blocks that might be in her way, Lord God, anything that might be trying to cause her to stumble, Lord God, remove all those things, Lord God, and Speak to her clearly, Lord God, and let her know what it is that you need for her to do, Lord God, in the situation that she might be dealing with right now, Father God. And we're just asking, Lord God, that you continue, Lord God, to keep her, Lord God, that you continue to be with her, Lord God, that you continue, Lord God, to draw her closer to you, Lord God. And, and whatever it is that she needs, Lord God, that not only you, you do it for her, like, Lord God, like we're believing that you will and knowing that you will, Lord God, but we're asking that you move quickly on her behalf, Lord God. And we're just thanking you. We're giving you the honor, Lord God. And we know that because you've done such things in our lives, Lord God, that it is so that you're going to do it, that you're going to move on her behalf, Lord God, and you're going to move in such a way that she will know that it was nobody but you who did the thing, Lord God, and she'll be able to come back to you, Lord God, and give you all the praise, all the glory, and the honor in her situation, Lord God, and we're thanking you for blessing you, and we just want to tell you in advance, Lord God, how great you are, Lord God, how mighty you are. God, and how much we love you and how much we praise you and give you glory for what it is that you're going to do for Tia, Lord God, and not only for her, Lord God, but for everyone who might be involved in the situation, Lord God, for everyone within her household, Lord God, strengthen her up, Lord God, allow her to be clothed, Lord God, in your armor, Lord God, so that she might be able to stand firm, Lord God, and we just give you all the praise, all the glory and honor, Lord God, and we say that it is so, and we say amen, amen, and amen. 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 Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hi, I want to hi, Apostle. Bless you on tonight. <laughs> Hello, Pastor. God bless you all as well. <laughs> I really enjoyed, you know, I really enjoyed this session on tonight. I thank God for all that he's doing on this line and with the people that he has, um, you know, placed on this line. And I just thank God for you all's very life. Amen. Thank you, Apostle. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And yes, we are uh, so serious. I, in my notes, when you was talking about, when you said teach them and train them, when you was um, when they were talking about teach them and train them. I mean, here in my notes, I, I I have that written down, and I and I just you know I just was jotting down, you know, I was like, that's where we're missing. 
You know, that's 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 the missing mm-hmm. component that we are missing in the body. You know, I mean, I can take you to church, and I can say, well, I raised you up in the church, but did you really raise me up in the church, or you know what I'm saying? Did you did you give me the understanding of what I was doing, and you know, um, why we was doing what we was doing, you know, or what I what did was I just dragged alone, and I was just uh, uh, I was just there. And um, and we wonder why. And I I can know I can say for myself as growing up, you know, first of all, we are we are definitely visual um, learners. But for myself, when I was told, you know, we was told to do one thing and um, or just I just because of what I I said it and and we didn't see examples of it, then um, we follow what we see versus um, what was said. And I know that I got caught up in a lot of stuff, <laughs> and um, and also with just lack of under, also with lack of understanding, because I, you know, I always want to understand the why. Well, why do I have to, you know, what's the importance of it, or is it something that you're just saying, or um, you know, or is it something valid behind it? Is it a valid reason why, or is this just your yeah. thing? And so um, it's very, very important. And that's why I think we took about a month. I think, Destin, we took about a month on the line, and we just, we did fast facts. Um, before we closed out the line every day, we gave them fast facts and um, gave them, they, we went to different areas in the Bible, and we, you know, had different questions and stuff about each area and just this, and, and did a discovery on, on those, what the, the different types of fat fast that was going on and even the fast that wasn't of God that was going on just to, you know, to have some comprehension on why do we do what we do? Why do we do Amen. what we do Amen. before we engage or embark on a journey um, that yeah. we're just being, just following along and they have no yeah. no true benefit because of our lack of knowledge of it. Amen. I, in this day and time, as uh, watching my grandbabies, I got, couple things. Uh, I got one that we are questioning. She's she's eleven. She questions why 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 you do what you do. Because mm-hmm. as uh, teaching and mentoring people, I found out that uh, people are not really saved. They've been in church, but I've had mm-hmm. people say, "Yeah, I've been church been in church all mm-hmm. my life, but I'm not saved." They come to the mm-hmm. reality that mm-hmm. they are not saved. They you mm-hmm. because they have not they, they haven't been taught. They were just dragged out of the bed, like you said, mm-hmm. as a ritual. If you're going to stay in this house, you're going to go to church. But mm-hmm. you know, they get it. We must get an understanding. We Amen. must teach people why, why, why we do what we do and the purpose behind it. And uh, the minister, the night she gave biblical the scriptures to go along with it, you Amen. know. Amen. And I think that's good. It's like this when I was training my children up. And when children go to school, sometimes children, like you said, some people learn by listening. Some people learn by visual. People learn mm-hmm. in different ways. Some people learn by hands-on. <clears throat> when my children was going going to school, they would read. They read excellent. I said, okay, mm-hmm. they can read. But are you comprehending what you read? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. some, some people can do that. They can read. They can read a book from A to Z. But mm-hmm. if you ask them what did you read, they don't know what they don't read. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. just a good reader. So in, 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 in saying that, you know, when they're reading, Ask them what did you learn from what you you know you read. Who's the key character? Who's the who? What, when, and where? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it comes with this walk. It's like we're retraining people all over again. You're right. You're right about that. <laughs> and for some people, the struggle is real. <laughs> the struggle is yeah. real because they're so used to you know they are you know what I'm saying they've come to a pattern 
that they're just used to and, and to break that cycle, you know, um, it's a struggle for some people to, to get that cycle broken. But, yeah, you know, that, that's power. God has to, you know, God has the power to, to, to break it. Yeah, um, if they yeah. just stay, I, if they just stay the course, go ahead, Apostle. And I, and I think that's what the people are hungry for. They're hungry for truth now because they're realizing that, you know, they they missed the mark. And it's not uh, because of uh, teachers and things back in the days, the pastors and things, they taught the way they taught and, and the parents did what they did. But, you mm-hmm. know, the Bible said we perish for lack of knowledge. And because mm-hmm. now we have come to the knowledge of things, you might have raised your children that way, but you say, okay, I'm raising my grandchildren different because I've come to the knowledge. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my mistake was. Amen. So, Amen. Mm-hmm. It's like we have to go back to the basics and come back up again with uh, the older generation, where we can catch hold of the newer generation. Yes, Lord. And, um, yes. <laughs> yes, Lord. And teach them. That's one thing about them; they're gonna ask questions. Uh, still, young people they ask, why? Why we do this? How come we gotta do this? Why do this? Beat it? They ask so many questions. They are so challenging. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This these generation, you're absolutely right. <laughs> and, and I'm not gonna hold up the line. Somebody else might have something else to say. Amen. Amen. The line is open, people of God. Hello, this is Veronica from Virginia Beach, and um, the word was good, and it's needed not only for the young people, but also for older adults. Um, During the Christmas holiday, we had a get-together at one of my co-workers' homes, and um, she served beer and wine. But prior to the get-together, when we were in the office, one of the young men said, you don't, you don't drink, Ms. Harrison? I said, no. I said, not since I made a commitment to God. And he was, like, really shocked because to him it's, like, the norm. And some people don't understand making a commitment God or being a devout Christian, I was raised in the Lutheran church, and in the Lutheran church, it was okay to drink wine. Uh, that was norm. That was the norm. And um, when I left the Lutheran church and started attending the Baptist church, and that was because I moved away from. Um, my hometown and moved to another town, Um, then I learned, um, I was was taught on a different level about things that I thought were were the norm. And um, even now with the church that I'm in, which is non-denominational, but my pastor comes from the holiness background, I learned even more from being under her leadership. So um, setting an example is not just for the young folks, it's for some of the older ones as well. 
and um, because of how they were they were raised. So that was a good word, and I appreciate it. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. You're you're absolutely right, um, Miss Veronica. Um, that's that's why I had I have a difficult time hanging out with people my age in my age group <laughs> because they they're under that commitment. They they don't understand um, the commitment of being committed, you know, to Christ and um, being um, dev- devoted to God and, and standing on His Word. You know, they just think, you know, we just can we do whatever we want to do. We can, they can drink and, you know, all type of things. And um, and it's not just, I know it's not just my age group because it's even some a little bit, you know, older. I mean, I was, when I was at the Baptist church, we was doing a function of, of uh, we was doing a social for, um, for Valentine's. And they had, somebody had the audacity to ask the pastor, <laughs> um, can they bring or can they have um, alcohol at the event? I mean, and they and they said it with boldness in front of. Um, we was in Bible study in front of everybody. Now, they ain't put them to the side, and you know, um, and you know, pastor like, if if we have it at the event, we might as well just bring it in the house of the Lord. And um, but he shut them down real fast. Uh, glory to God. But um, you're right. We just have to be taught. Um, what it means to stand on the word of God and, and operate in the full counsel of God and not just what we want to we want to operate in. And I know I'm a, I'm a, I'm getting I'm excited now because I'm coming across some some people, younger generations, um, who are you know just sold out for God and and standing on on the word of the Lord. And so it it brings me hope. You know it brings me hope. It brings me much hope. Um, Bring me much brings me much hope for the younger generation and even for my generation that there that there's some um that God is raising up some a remnant that who will be devoted to him and who will stand on his word and um and do what thus says the Lord and be an example so that others can can see and and also so that others can um can rise up to the standard of God. So bless you, woman of God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, the line is open, people of God. Okay, glory to God. Um, if you're speaking, I just want to make sure that your phone is not on mute, on your your personal phone is not on mute. Um, amen if you are speaking because we cannot hear you. The line is open, people of God.
Okay, amen. Um, due to the silence, we're going to say that our hearts and minds are clear. We thank God for that, amen. Um, to God be the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Um, um, glory to God. We're going to go ahead and have our announcements. Going to go ahead and have our announcements. Our announcements are well. First, I want to say, I want to just, I want to give just a testimony. I just want to thank God that we had our first um, youth. We had our first first youth um, training, spiritual training call today, which was just an introduction. Um, but we did, ha- we had, we had that call today, and we just thank God for that. Amen. And um and we just look forward to what God is going to do, how He expands, and we thank everybody that who made who came onto the call, and we thank everybody who got the information out to other youth so that they could um so that they could partake in it. Um, in, in the call, we thank God. We we just bless God and we thank God for that, and we thank God for what He will do um, with 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 our youth, Amen. With with the generation um, that is rising up, and we just thank God for even u- utilizing them in their in their youthfulness, Amen. Where they'll be change agents in their schools, in their communities, and, and even nations. I, I just believe that even in their youthfulness, um, glory to God before they even hit adulthood. Amen. Um, and so we're we're excited about it, and we're just looking for God to um, to grow, um, God to grow and and expand. You know, God to grow and expand us and and our youth and just and just mighty things. So we do thank everybody um, who came who came on a call, and we just thank God for a successful um, a successful meeting on today. Um, with our youth, our the next youth meeting um, would be January the twenty third, January the twenty third, and I will um, get the information text out. I'll get it out, and I'll also um, I'll get forget the line number. Um, I'll I'll announce the line number and everything on the line as well. I just don't have it in front of me. But the next meeting will be um, January the 23rd, where we'll come back, we'll convene, convene again in the name of Jesus, Amen. And we'll have prayer and 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 we'll have a teaching. Um, it's all about equipping them in prayer, intercession, spiritual warfare, um, in um, character development, um, in in the characteristics of the Lord, um, and equipping them right now, I mean, even entrepreneurs. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited about what God is going to do um, with our youth. Um, we're, we're excited as we just grow, we, we, as we just grow um, in, in, in doing the things of the Lord. And even as is our expectation for even this um, youth line, this youth training, um, and it's not just a line. The line is one of the components um, that God mentioned, and the reason why the line is a portion of the component so that we can hit, so that we can um, train and reach children all over the world. That's why we have an online component, but we also have um, some physical activities that we would do with the youth um, who who are able to attend um, throughout the year as well. But the online component is just to expand our borders to um to go across the, the waters amen and 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 reach children in Africa and in the u k um and just all over the world and and we're excited we're excited to 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 equip 
to equip our youth. Amen. She talked about, you know, passing down, you know, passing down that which is needed so that um that they can they can stand on the word of God and operate in the word of God, be cultivated in the word of God and it just become a part of their of their DNA and their day to day living. Um and, and we just thank God for that. Amen. We will be back at the throne of grace tomorrow morning um, at 530 a.m. The prophetess Sharita Berry, glory to God, she will actually carry our morning service, the 530 a.m. service, as well as the 9 p.m. service. And and we just bless God for her gift and, and how he would utilize her. And we're just lifting up, lifting her up, you know, in prayer. Amen. As she prepares for God to bring her forth and be used to, to minister to God's children. Um, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, Destiny, I'm just going to pray for you, and then as I pray for you, I'll go ahead and um, do our command and release the line. Almighty God, we just thank you, oh God, for your servant just come coming, oh God, before your dear people and just delivering a known time word, oh God, that which is needed right now for generations in the, in the name of Jesus. That, oh God, that, oh Lord God, that will open up Oh, God, the eyes and the hearts of mankind, oh, God, so that, oh, God, that, oh, God, that your children, oh, God, can embrace you in the mighty name of Jesus, embrace your word, oh, God, embrace, oh, God, the truth, oh, God, so that they can begin to walk in stature, walk in your way, walk in your command, and for that, oh, God, we give you thanks, we give you praise, we thank you for her boldness, we thank you, oh, God, for the insight and the wisdom and the knowledge, oh, God, that you have bestowed upon her, oh, God, we thank you, oh, God, that she will continue to grow in your wisdom and in your stature, oh, Lord God. And we thank you, oh, God, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, for all those, oh, God, who she would teach and she would train, oh, God, around the world, throughout the nations, oh, God, as, oh, God, she is a beacon light, oh, God, drawing man unto you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, calling, oh, God, man into holiness, oh, God, into righteousness, oh, Lord, into purity, Lord God. And for that, we thank you and we give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus, oh, great and mighty God. Father God, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you, oh God, for uh, the work, oh God, that you started in her, oh God, that you, oh God, is perfecting, oh God, everything about her, her ins, her outs, oh Lord God, everything, oh God, that's needed to be, oh God, so that, oh Lord God, that she will, Lord God, do even greater things for your kingdom. We thank you for opening doors, uh, Lord God, for the ministry that you birthed forth in, for, in her, Lord God. And we thank you, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father God, right now we stand against, O oh God, any backlash, any retaliation of the enemy in the name of Jesus, O oh God. And we're declaring a decree that the enemy shall not come, O oh Lord, near her dwellings of her tent in the name of Jesus. We cover her with the blood of the lamb, her finances, O oh God, her household, O oh God, her, her job and her ministry. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you, oh, Lord God, that, oh, Lord God, that that in which you have been doing in her life, Lord God, uh, Lord God, that, Lord God, that she's coming unveiled, unveiled for your glory, oh, God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, so that others, oh, God, can be healed, set free, and delivered in the name of Jesus. We thank you, oh, God, for the delivery ministry. I thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We give you honor. We give you praise. And it's in the name of Jesus that we have prayed. Amen, amen, and amen. To God be the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Um, Mighty people of God, amen. I will command our kingdom walk for tonight is to obey the command of the Lord. The word of the Lord read in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 35, it said, Because 
because you have obeyed the commandment of Jonadab, your father, and kept all his precepts and done according to all he command he commanded you. Therefore, this says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. Jonadab, the son of Rechab, shall not lack a man to stand before me forever. When we obey the commands of the Lord, amen, when we obey the commands of the Lord, we will be able to stand before God and man, amen, in the name of Jesus. When we obey the command of the Lord, amen, we, he said that we, He said that, um, that they will lack not one man that will stand before them. And if we can, when we can stand before God, amen, that means that we have all things, amen, at our disposal. And when we obey the, the, the commands of the Lord, amen, it positions us for the to, for the benefits to obtain the benefits so that we can fulfill the purpose and the and the callings that God has called out for our life so that we can obtain the promises so that we can build the kingdom for the most high God obeying his command bring blessings and favor unto us amen um glory to God from 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 the Lord um amen and thank you Jesus so let us be obedient to what thus says the Lord, so that we can stand before him, amen, glory to God, all of our days, in Jesus' name. With that being said, people of God, go in the love, the joy, the peace, the favor, and the anointing of our most holy Savior, who is none other than Jesus the Christ, and it is in his most holy and majestic name that we've convened in intercession, and we have been empowered, amen, amen, and amen, to God be the absolute glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Goodbye.